0: you're listening to the bridal business bootcamp podcast. I'm your host, Jameson Evans. We offer authentic interviews from leaders in our industry to help you scale your business from advertising and marketing to business branding, and even self-care. We talk about it all on this podcast. Our goal is to help you grow and find success within the wedding industry. So wherever you're listening today, thank you for being here. And I hope you truly enjoy today's conversation. Today on the Bridal Business Bootcamp Podcast, I chat with Lynn Resnick of Lynn Resnick Photography. And she's an educator turned photographer and now doing education towards content creation. And she's really awesome. So she talks about her four buckets of content creation. And I will say why this is so important. So when I do my coaching calls, the number one question that I get, or the number one conversation we have is about keeping that inspiration for what you're posting for your content and your social media. What do I post? What what should I be saying on here? And so she talks and gives some really good meat to this conversation, really good advice to this conversation on what you should be posting and how you should be kind of categorizing what you're posting. So I think you're really going to enjoy this conversation. She also has a course that's coming out in the fall that I highly recommend all about client experience and how to really, from beginning to end, make sure that client experience is top-notch. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. Again, this is Lynn with Lynn Resnick Photography, and she's amazing. I loved having this conversation. Ten hut. The Bridal Business Bootcamp is officially working your business into shape. This is your official invitation to join our squad of wedding vendors to help each other gain community and grow their businesses. Not only do we offer exclusive wedding business education, one-on-one coaching, live events, but much, much more. If you're ready to take your business to a new level, then you must enlist for our squad. Visit our website, bridalbusinessbootcamp.com. Lynn, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. I was saying off air that it's been a hot minute since I've done a podcast interview because we had so much extra time during the pandemic to, to really um, <laughs> interview and work on the podcast. So uh, we had some just kind of sitting there. So I'm really excited to get back into this and get to know you a little bit.
1: Yeah, I'm excited to be able to help you jump back in and chat today. Yeah.
0: So share with everyone who you are, how you became a photographer and now an educator.
1: Sure. So I actually started as a high school history teacher out of college. I taught history for 10 years. And over during that time, I got married. I got married in 2008 to my college sweetheart and rediscovered a love for photography and the visual arts at that time as we were looking for our own wedding photographer. And after our wedding ended up circling back with our wedding photographer and she became my mentor, which was just really special and an awesome way to get to enter the industry. And I learned on the job with her basically as her assistant and third photographer for a full year in 2011 before launching my business on the side in 2012 while I was still teaching. And then fast forward to 2017, I went full time in my business. And relocated twice over the course of the last 10 years or so that I've been in business now, once from Hartford to Boston and then Boston to upstate New York, which is where I am now. And just started to really miss the education side of things for myself. Uh, I loved teaching and was excited for going in a new direction, but wanted to kind of wrap that passion back into what I was doing now. And so have started to offer, I have my first online course out that's launching again in the fall um, called the Wedding Client Experience Academy. And then also doing speaking engagements and mentoring and coaching and have really loved being able to get back into education.
0: I love that you were actually an educator before. So you definitely have those bones of teaching others where most of us who have kind of fallen into the education side have just more or less decided that we are educators. (laughs) Like, oh, I'm going to teach you how I do it. (laughs) But you actually know what you're doing, which I think is amazing. And I don't think there's anyone, and this is totally a biased comment, but I don't think there's anyone better to educate and work with than wedding vendors. Because in so many aspects, they're so passionate about their business. They are creatives. There's just... It's such a good mix of people. So I'm with you. And I love the whole kind of topic that we're going to dive into for this podcast of content creation. And so as we get into that, um, kind of share with me, what do you like about creating content? And why is that important for you to educate it to others?
1: Well, I think for all of us, there's this need to have content and just to stay top of mind, right? We always need to be putting something out there, putting something new out there to stay top of mind. And then specifically in thinking about this for our current clients, our past clients, as well as those future clients we're all trying to attract. I think if we look at it as serving current clients well and staying relevant and helpful for past clients, the future clients tend to take care of themselves. We will naturally attract them because we are offering value and positioning ourselves as an expert and generating ultimately a great client experience that will lead to stronger referrals, You know, which are kind of like the, the gold in the industry as far as getting that new business and sustaining growth, all of those things. So I think it's really essential to keep that content really relevant and helpful. And obviously that education plays a big role in the kind of content that I am creating and that I think is most useful.
0: Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I think that content is such an important thing for a few aspects. So when I do coaching calls, so I do these kind of short 15 minute coaching calls with boot camp clients. And we go over a lot of times their Instagram, their Facebook, their website. And very often we're looking through the content that they've created on their Instagram and then reading through what their post says and what they need to do to add that hook, that grabbing them in and then getting them to a call to action towards the end of it. And then of course, hashtags. So there's this whole like breakdown that we really kind of dive into. And one of the most common questions I get or I run into is... I look at their Instagram and I notice that they have not posted for a few days. And a few days doesn't mean anything major except for right now when there's so many different wedding vendors who are closing their business or doing other things. For those who are clients who are looking, if you look like you've lapsed in content creation and nothing's really happening on your social media there could be a question there of whether or not you're still in business. So it's so important to stay on top of mind and you're totally right for past clients, for current clients. So I think that's really important. And so back to the one question that I get is, well, I'm kind of running out of things to say. So share with me how, when you're working with those and educating them, how do you keep them kind of creative on what they're posting and the content that they're creating?
1: Yes, that's such a good question. Well, the first thing I'll say, because you mentioned several spaces already, right? Like yeah, your I did. website <laughs> and Sorry. your social. No, 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 it's perfect because that's exactly where we need to be showing up in all of the places in a lot of ways. And you maybe can't do all of them. I'm still, I have to admit, I'm not even on TikTok and I feel so behind. Um, but you know, for Instagram, for Pinterest, for your blog, I also have a newsletter that I send out to all my past and current clients that goes out every two weeks. I am not always giving everybody in all of those places brand new information every time. I am recycling, especially cross-platform. So something that was in my newsletter a month later or two months later will end up in multiple social media posts that I put on Instagram or could turn into a blog post or both and vice versa. So recycling and reusing information, I think, is really important, especially since we're in, like you just said, you know, a few days go by and people are wondering what happened to your business potentially it's all moves so fast and a lot of these platforms don't have staying power. So being able to say it and then say it again, like don't be scared to repeat yourself, I would say is one thing, just before we overwhelm everybody with having to create new content all the time. <laughs> right, right,
0: I totally agree. Actually, that brings up a quick point. So when we did our summit, we were talking about how often you need to post and just kind of really touching on social media a little bit in, in our education summit. And there was one of our attendees, she kind of raised her hand and she totally got like teary eyed. She was like, I'm so overwhelmed with all the things that I need to be doing. And I said, you know, the thing is start with one start with one space that you could be doing better in, that you could be learning more about, posting more often, and that will help with the overwhelm. And then when you feel like you've kind of tackled that and, and you figured out a way to post more regularly, then you can bring on things like TikTok or Pinterest or that type of thing. So start with one and then go slowly and that'll kind of help with the over the overwhelm. But when it comes down to it, I did read a a statistic that said that it's like 50% of people when they're scrolling through Instagram immediately go over to Facebook or they immediately go over to Pinterest. So in the same time frame that they're actually scrolling. So it's so important to be on multiple platforms. So you really are reaching them and what do they say? Like every time you see someone, like seven times is it takes to actually sink into their brain. So it's so important. So keep going, keep talking about content. Yeah, <laughs> Sorry. No, That's no I I love that.
1: That's a great point. Um, and such an interesting like statistic too, just to hear that so many people are crossing platforms. And so it just really interesting. But so when it comes to the content itself. I look at it as kind of four major buckets that you can be pouring into and going back and forth between so that you don't ever kind of run out of something to say. And the first one is education and planning tips. And even for past clients, I find that they're... Forwarding newsletters along or sharing with their friends who are getting married, they find those things still helpful, even if they're already married. So, being able to share those wedding planning tips and share that education on any kind of aspect of the day. And so, for me as a photographer, I'm sharing things as little as asking, you know, the groomsmen to take their phones out of their pockets in photos to think larger things like considering whether a first look is right for your day or not in your timeline or how to make sure the last one I just did was about making sure your cake is camera ready and being aware that they don't put it, you know, in front of a fire extinguisher or a set of like 18 light switches on the wall and things like that. So, You don't ever necessarily think about those things because there's so many other things to be thinking about when you're getting married. But if you break down all the small tips that you could potentially be giving within your realm of the industry that we might take for granted or that we run across on a daily basis, being able to educate is always going to be helpful for your current clients and enlightening and interesting even to your past clients and will provide that expertise and value to potential clients as well. So it's really going to serve everyone to be educating on these various things.
0: Love that. It's so important.
1: So that's one bucket. Another would be inspiration and trends. People always love knowing what's in or what's out or hearing about the trends and being inspired. A lot of people who are planning their weddings, that's really what it's all about for them in that moment is finding those trends that they want to be a part of, that they like, that they can get ahead of. Being on Pinterest especially, I think people start planning their weddings on there before they're even engaged. So you have this, you could be... Attracting future couples who aren't even engaged yet just by kind of sharing in inspiring ideas or trends in the industry. And certainly another thing that no matter who you are, we all kind of like to be up on what's new or what the latest thing is. So you're going to be able to effectively reach, I think, current, past and future clients by talking about a trend that you love or piece of inspiration that you find really credible in the industry.
0: I so agree with you. The whole point of Pinterest is inspiration. And that's why Pinterest became so popular was because people wanted to pin things that inspired them in their lives. And and that's really where things got shared. And then, oh, you have to be on this platform. It's so great. And now it's just this monster of a, of a social media aspect. So I totally agree with you.
1: Absolutely. And even on Instagram, I find that looking at the insights, and you probably coach on this too, if you check into your insights and you can see how many people are sharing or saving your individual posts, if you take a look back through your past month, you may start to identify trends there and what's most popular or what your audience is really engaging with the most and liking. And for me, that tends to be Interesting, like, decor and details, and then really emotional moments or like couples' portraits. So that show trends within like beauty, hair and makeup, style those kinds of things. But that can be an interesting place to go to say, okay, what else should I be sharing? What's most popular? Just as a little side note.
0: You know, it's funny is for mine, even when I really try to get this off, every time I show my face is when my insights like they peak. And it's so annoying. Because (laughs) Thankfully, I have a best friend who's a portrait photographer. So she and I will go to coffee and take pictures. And so I I have content creation a little bit easier when it comes to my face, but it drives me nuts. I, I wish I got the same engagement when I posted something that took us months and months to work on like a tablescape <laughs> than my face did, but
1: <laughs> I'm with right, you. <laughs> right. I know that honestly should probably be the fifth bucket, which is putting your face out there and letting people get to know you because that's also definitely true for me. Whenever I've done those top nine things in the past, you know, years that everybody shares at like the new year, I swear I'm personally in like six of those photos. <laughs> so right. exactly. It doesn't even matter. Yes. Yep. So the next one would be sharing how to enhance the guest experience. And this is a little bit different because we so often are t- speaking directly to our current couples or our future couples, but being able to talk about they're hosting a party. So for loved ones, for guests. So being able to talk about things that can enhance the guest experience or from the guest perspective can be an interesting way to flip it a little bit and bring a new perspective to couples who are planning or everybody, even if they're already married past couples who are still kind of following along and engaging with you will most likely attend another wedding in their lifetime. So being able to think about those things from the guest side can add a unique enhancement to your feed and to the things that you're sharing
0: my most popular little video clip that I have right now on Pinterest is me talking about yeah guest experience and kind of what we do to, to stand out. And it surprises me every time I see someone save that pin. So I'm with you. I think that's a really important bucket for sure.
1: I love that. That's such a good example too, that it's actually one of your most popular ones that people keep coming back to. Yep, exactly. <laughs> so what's the fourth one? Yeah, the fourth one is to celebrate your couples and to share their stories and to focus on emotion. So I think when we get tired of writing captions and tired of content creation, we will default a lot to describing in pretty basic terms what you see in this picture like here's this really cute thing or right before they walk down the aisle, like the end, all the very short and sweet, right? <laughs> yeah, I'm guilty. <laughs> I know, we all are. And I get it because we're all get tired at some point and it ebbs and flows, but it's a missed opportunity to talk about the emotions. Wedding days are so full of emotion from start to finish. And if you can put yourself back in describing the emotions that, your couple was feeling or those guests were feeling at that time, or even the mood and ambiance and emotion that the decor that you're showing was evoking at the time. The sentimentality of the earrings that were a family heirloom that the bride wore, as opposed to just being like, here's your bling for the day. Talk about how those diamond earrings are a family heirloom, and they remind the bride of her grandmother while she's not actually be able able to be with them in person that day or whatever that story might be. But tapping into those emotions and being able to convey how people were feeling in those moments will connect on a much deeper level.
0: That's so smart. I love that. I like describe your emotions because I fall into that gap of just getting kind of tired of coming up with things or coming up with a hook. But you're right. If if you really talk about that moment, it will speak to those hearts. And that's what we do is we speak to hearts.
1: (laughs) Absolutely. I know. And sometimes you do need to just give yourself that permission to have a break and just say it's another, it's a cute, bouquet or whatever it is. But the more that you can kind of push past that to think about what it represents or what the day was like, how did it feel? You want to help people like either relive it or try to embody themselves in those moments. And the best way to do that is not just describing what they see, but describing the feelings that they weren't there for.
0: When you do these buckets um, and you're creating content, do you do like Bucket one, bucket two, bucket three, or do you mix it up? How do you kind of go about creating your content or do you batch your content?
1: I batch my blog and newsletter content. I'm terrible about Instagram. I should be batching it. I wish I was, but I also find that to be so much more of the moment, like with a wedding that I've just photographed, I want to share something like the next day or the Monday after or whatever. And so it's hard to kind of plan out my grid with all those comments there. But in terms of those buckets, that's such a great question. I more just try to, will go to whichever one I haven't hit lately. So I don't have a super formulaic method that I use. I'll do one that I either haven't done recently or try to fill in with one that I think will be particularly matched for an image that I really want to share. But it's a way, it's a starting point for the image to say, okay, if this is the image I know I want to share, for instance, on Instagram, what one of these four buckets will work best for it? I'm going to do that thing. And giving myself, I'm usually very like planned and my calendar is like down to a T and super scheduled and all those things. So Giving myself a little grace to make those choices actually gives a little ease to let those captions flow more naturally for me. But you could absolutely go in the other direction and decide that you're going to do one, two, three, four and cycle through or a day of the week, you're going to talk about each one of these and then have like a flex day if you're posting five days a week or something like that. There's no reason why you couldn't make it more systematic to help take the guesswork out of it even more.
0: Yeah, so I kind of do a mix of both what you do, and then a little bit more, I guess, batching. But I use Plan That for those who are interested. It's um, P L A N N That dot com or or an app Plan That. The reason I like that, and I've tried like Planily, I've tried. Hootsuite, which I highly don't recommend, but Plan That has a really usable app for your phone. So if I have gotten a photo for some reason through my phone versus through my computer, I can actually upload the picture from my phone or from my computer. So it all kind of works together. And the nice thing with Plan That it'll also post on Facebook. So I can kind of, as you had first said, kind of reusing the content i can re kind of configure how the content is presented on facebook versus instagram but it's all the same information which just kind of cuts a lot of the work out of my life <laughs> but i do yeah, that myself yeah i love that program i do give myself like i'll set up about 2 weeks of content that's going out i don't actually schedule the dates until about like a week out And then if something pops up, I'm able to just kind of go on my phone and cancel the post and repost something if for some reason I got a sneak peek and I really wanted to share it. Like this week, I had a plan, but I got photos from a Tahoe wedding that I've been dying to post. And so I put all those on hold and am now posting about the Tahoe wedding. So I completely agree with you. And I actually, and I'll say again, kind of why content is so, so important. I had posted this Tahoe wedding on the stories and I have actually a virtual assistant on the days of my wedding. I actually send her the photos. And so she'll post it. She makes it really pretty when she posts it because days of weddings, I can't really think about. My social media, but someone had seen it through my Instagram and she's from New York. And she just booked me as her planner for her destination wedding, being that she really liked some of the decor that we created for the wedding. So, it, this is why it's important. And this is why it's so important to stay relevant and in front of people on a regular basis because you just never know who's watching.
1: Absolutely. Such a good point. Such a good point. And I love that you give yourself that grace too to kind of like, plan out, but then also change gears if you need to and do something that's more of the moment. I think it's that balance of not being being planned so that we can be efficient, but not being too planned. Exactly.
0: Because you want it to be authentic. Obviously, that word's so overused, but it's really important that if you really are being real on your social media, it will show and you're not being so rigid on things, it'll definitely flow a little bit better. So share with us when, when you created your course, kind of how does that work for you? And what does that look like for those who need a little bit more help on content creation and and social medias with you?
1: Yeah. So the course is actually all about client experience. It's called the Wedding Client Experience Academy. And it's actually an email course. So I say online, just as an easy way to to identify it, but it's an email course. So you'll get 10 lessons delivered right to your inbox over the course of five weeks. So two lessons a week. And they cover four main pillars, I call them, of client experience, which are communication, appreciation, being a resource and education. And so the whole idea of educating your clients and supporting them and showing up on social media, communicating through a newsletter or through your blog, all of those aspects kind of fall across all four of those pillars in a lot of ways. And so they are talked about throughout the course with so much more in terms of your workflow and um, putting together just an impeccable client experience that's going to wow clients from start to finish. So that's that's the course. And it launches later this fall because it's going to have, in addition to the emails that will go out twice a week, a Facebook group that's running with it as well for some bonus material and just some additional resources and support.
0: That's awesome. I think that's an area that I really... I tend to work on my business a lot more than in my business. And it's definitely something that's so important is really just fine-tuning that client experience and just ensuring that you're getting those referrals. I actually just booked three weddings from one wedding that I did two years ago. And it was just kind of strange. She had three friends all getting married at the same time. All of them were at the wedding and all of them just booked me. And so... But we've also, she and I have stayed in touch. Uh, I really worked on that client experience from beginning to end. And so I was kind of front of mind when her friend said, hey, I'm getting married. She said, okay, you need to hire this planner. So I, I'm with you. I think it's client experience from beginning to end is, is so, so important.
1: Absolutely. And exactly what you just said, those, those referrals coming in. I mean, I think it's one of the tricky things to remember, which is that client experience doesn't always, you don't feel that payoff right away necessarily. I mean, getting a great review is always wonderful, but those referrals can take, yeah, two years or three years, but it's also the only form of advertising for lack of a better word for it, that has the staying power of two years or three years or more. No, you know, Facebook ad is gonna last that long, no Instagram post is gonna last that long, which is why we're talking about having to create content on such a constant in such a constant way. But those referrals, if you can really do a wonderful job of going above and beyond to serve your clients well, are going to do that work for you for years and years after. My wedding last Saturday was actually the same thing. A really strong referral from a past bride. Uh, Nothing kind of beats those kinds of referrals because they have so much trust and faith in you already.
0: Yep. The wedding I did on Sunday, the photographer was a referral for, and the couple was actually at that wedding. And so she took kind of a selfie with them and posted about how she did their wedding two years ago. And, you know, I just, it's so important because it really does show that you're professional. You've been in the industry for a while. And I always tell through my coaching calls too, is I always get the question, should I advertise on things like wedding wire and The Knot? And well, I'm not going to say anything bad on my podcast about them. I'm going to say that if you are not on there and not spending the money, save the money and actually put it towards your client experience and put it towards your content creation, put it towards benefiting and giving bonuses to vendors around you when they refer you or getting to know them. I feel like that's such a more smarter way to actually spend your money and to market your business than actually kind of throwing money at the wall and hoping that it sticks and you start getting leads. It's just not how it works. So if you can do a little bit more on the back end, you'll start to see more uh, reward in the
1: front for sure. Completely agree. Love that.
0: Love that. Well, okay. So share with us your photography website, as well as your education website and how everyone can find you and follow you.
1: Yes, thanks. So everything is actually housed on lynnresnickphotography.com. Lynn is L-Y-N-N-E and Resnick is R-E-Z-N-I-C-K. No S in there. So, but my photography stuff is all there for couples and then also an education page with some resources, some free resources to grab as well as a full page about the academy that's opening this fall. And you can sign up to get on the waitlist there and learn more.
0: Awesome.
1: I'm excited to hear and let me
0: know when you do um, open your course up, because we'll promote it as well. We want it to be really successful for you as well. So remind us.
1: (laughs) Thank you so much. I will. I'll definitely reach out. Appreciate it.
0: Well, there you have it. Another amazing conversation on the Bridal Business Bootcamp Podcast. I hope you're able to gain some insight and to help you grow your business please make sure to like and subscribe to this podcast to help us find more listeners. And don't forget, we now have a new online sales workshop available to help you sharpen your sales skills and book more events. Make sure to visit our website at thebridalbusinessbootcamp.com. I wish you an amazing, busy,
1: and memorable wedding week.